this one's kind of feeling like Music City Miracle Part Two, of like. Yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't even there for that. And if you're saying that this is comparable, I I just don't know how to feel. Yeah, it, it would, <laughs> I just don't know how to feel about that. Hey, this is Bill's Vader, and you're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts Andrew and Justin. May the Bills be with you. Go Bills. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show here on the Built in Buffalo Network. My name is Andrew Chang, and alongside me is my co-host Justin Goddard. And uh, unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills have lost in the divisional round against the Kansas City Chiefs, a score of forty-two to thirty-six. This one stings. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. I did have a sweet potato that eventually made its way to the trash. Um, you know, not just because I didn't believe in it, but it, it, it just was so saturated from my palm sweat <laughs> and you know stress of squeezing it that it it was it wasn't sal- salvageable at that point. But anyways, as usual, we got four talking points to go over, and then we at the end of the episode we're gonna kind of talk about our future plans with this podcast, especially going into the off season. But uh, before we get into the episode, Justin, I know it's fresh. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's we're recording this about ten minutes after the game ended, so I'm still kind of absorbing it. A little bit of shock, a little bit of you know, the heart rate still coming back down. Um, you see in the background here, both the dogs know I'm a little upset right now, so they're they're here consoling me. But <laughs> it, it was an exciting game. It was a roller coaster and it, a devastating end, but. We're here to talk about it, so let's dive into it. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're feeling similar <laughs> feelings to us too. So as as fresh as this is, we, we got to talk about those last 13 seconds. You know, the Bills score a touchdown, what looked like the go-ahead touchdown to seal the game, give Patrick Mahomes the ball back. Yes, he has three timeouts, but he's got to go 75 yards to score a touchdown or like 40 yards to get in a field goal range. And obviously we know that he does that, but I got to say, that might have been some of the worst defense I have ever seen in my entire life. And it's not even like it was like, I take it back. It wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was a lot of head scratching moments. So like, I mean, also my voice is kind of like ramble because I was screaming a lot for the game, but there's so many things that pop in my head. Like why, why not try the squib kick? You know? Okay. I get it. You don't want it to go out of bounds and then, you know, push them up to the 40 yard line. I get that. Well, why don't you just try a really short, <laughs> you know, kickoff that eventually bounces at like the five yard line or something and then they're forced to handle it? You know, just do something to take some more time off the clock. And then when you don't do that, obviously the Chiefs get the ball at the 25 yards, yard line. 
And then you're playing so far off that you're like, all right, there's no way we can let them score a touchdown here. But you're doing it so much that, again, they have three timeouts. that They can just I, – I get the rationale from the Bills' perspective, but 13 seconds. In 13 seconds, they were able to shoot up 40 yards, kick the game-tying uh, field goal, and send this game into overtime, and – this is another part of our first segment is the overtime rules. And I'm not going to point like, you know, that's the reason why the Bills lost. Because I truly think that the Bills really played some poor defense. Like, there was no reason why Travis Kelsey should have been that open in the middle. I get it. You're you're trying to guard the boundaries, but the Chiefs have three timeouts. So you should know that they're not going to aim for the boundaries that much because they have three timeouts. (laughs) You know, it it just it just hurts. And I don't want to be too critical of this team because this season, you know, a couple months removed and after this scar heals up a little bit, I still look back at it and go like that was an amazing season. But. You can't not look at those last 13 seconds and just scratch your head and go like, what the fuck just happened? You're goddamn right there. And I'm going to kind of pick up where you left off there. And for me right now, this one's kind of feeling like Music City Miracle Part 2 of like... Yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't even there for that. And if you're saying that this is comparable, I, I just don't know how to feel. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> I just don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you get that high when the Bills get the go-ahead touchdown and uh, my phone starts going off of, like, text flooding and, like, celebrating. And I'm like, I, I texted a couple people and I was like, yo, I lived through Music City Miracle. Like, this game's not over. Until there's zeros on the clock, we don't celebrate. We finish the game. And to your point of kind of switching to the prevent defense, like I get it, there's 13 seconds left. Um, but at a certain point, you know, what was beating our defense throughout the game was was these crosser routes. And, mm-hmm. and we saw Josh Allen being this hero and making these deep strikes and all that. And Mahomes was just keeping pace with him, throwing these – five seven eight yard crossing routes and letting letting his guys run with the ball and kind of to switch to a prevent defense is kind of allowing those those catches to happen and assuming you come up and make the tackle and with guys you're talking kelsey hardman pringle tyree kill you know it's not an easy ask and you know, with 13 seconds left in the game, all all you really need to do is is stop two, three plays from going 50, 60 yards, and and we weren't able to do it. Um, with all that being said, like yes, there to your point of, we'll look back at this in a couple months. Um, sitting here now, yes, it hurts like hell, and. You know, it, it, it's an unfortunate way to go out, and I'd like to see the defense step up there and make a stand and, and really solidify that game for us. 
you know, being the number one defense all year. Um, all, all that being said, like, I'm glad we came into this game. We weren't outclassed. You know, it, it didn't feel yeah. like last year's game. We were mm. hanging in there toe-to-toe. Um, when we looked like we were down and out, I was, I was, my phone was going off about, like, oh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire just ran for 20 yards. This game's over. And I was like, no, nah, we're still in it. I think we were down two yeah. scores at the time. And mm-hmm. Josh puts the team on his back and, and gives us a chance. So, yes, this one, it, it hurts immensely, especially being that we're recording so close to the game. But also, uh, you know, looking towards the future, I, I, I feel good, but it's it's hollow right now. Yeah, it's... It sucks, and I keep on going back to it. It's like, why were they playing that far off? Like, why couldn't they just do – and I'm not a football expert, and I never have claimed to be that, but why wouldn't you just try doing the two cover – like the two safety shells, keep everything in front of you, like in that last 13 seconds – you know, could you imagine in hindsight's twenty twenty, you squib the kick, they get the ball back, worst case scenario, the thirty yard line. Okay. So that's five more yards than a touchback, which which they invited. And I'm 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 not so sure why they would invite that, because I think our special teams gunners are really good. Our kickoff coverage is pretty good, and I know that the Chiefs aren't pushovers in that category, but you gotta try. <laughs> And it's easy with the power of hindsight. And I know I just brought that back up, but could you imagine, you know, we get 13 seconds, they get the ball, we stop at the the 30-yard line. That 13 turns to, like, nine. Best, like, worst-case scenario, nine seconds. What do they do with that? You give them five yards for four seconds? I'll take that. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to like pin down on these last thirteen seconds too much. Even though it is the reason why the Bills ultimately lost the game because they just didn't execute on defense and it hurts. So that just brings us to our second category, and that's disciplined defense. And I'm I I said this early on in our group chat that it felt like the bills defensive line and defensively in general, specifically defensive line were trying to go for the sacks and they were, there were times where they kept the contain pretty well, but Mahomes, there were moments where he just scampered away. I think about that 40-yard scamper right off the rip, and I think the defensive line eventually settled down, but Mahomes only gets sacked, let's see here, I'm looking at it, two times for eight yards. The Chiefs sacked Josh Allen two times for 16 yards. It's just like, there were, there were so many opportunities to keep him in the pocket and the Bills to have their way with them, and it didn't happen. It's like the Bills are disciplined, but they weren't. <laughs> I, I just don't really know how else to say it. And Mahomes end up, ends up completing 
33 of 44, good for 75% completion percentage, 378 yards and three TDs. And that's not to take away anything away from Josh Allen because he threw 27 of 37, 72.9 yards or 72.9 uh, completion percentage, 329 yards, four TDs. It's just defensively, I feel like this team just just wasn't it. This is the number one pass defense, and they looked they they didn't look it. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. Particularly early in the game, there was there was lots of chances to really hem Mahomes in, and I saw Greg Rousseau do it a couple times. I saw it from a couple other guys of this. They were leaving their feet to try to kind of get in passing lanes, and Mahomes would do, you know, a little. Oh pump. yeah, they bit on the pump fake so many times. Yeah, it's just like, and and I texted the group. You Greg know, Greg Rousseau is so tall. You don't need to jump. Just put him up. Yeah, and I I think that's part of what comes with you know, experience in the league, experience in the playoffs of like. It, if you if you put out your hands and they're that high and you don't get there, you don't get there. But you got to stay on your feet and continue trying to make that play. And I think that got patched up a little bit throughout the game. Um, but I feel like what we saw here was kind of – it'll lead me into a little side tangent here, but we saw two of the best offenses in the league going at it. I feel like we missed Trey in this game. Um, yeah. And it's the first time we've really had to feel that. But this game ending up in overtime, A, it shouldn't have gone there. Um, But B, just from an NFL standpoint, you have two of the best offenses in the leagues just duking it out. I think there was two touchdowns scored in the last minute and then a field goal to tie it up to take it to overtime. And then just kind of the overtime system being broken to me of you know they've they've made some strides and the game used to end if if you got the ball first and you got a field goal then you won the game um you know now they've amended it to you at least have to score a touchdown um stupid which is right and in a game like this where you have two high powered offenses just throwing punches for the other Mm -hmm. team to not even be able to get on the field Mm -hmm. just Think of how many, from like a fiscal standpoint for the NFL, how many more viewers are tuning in for another half an hour? How many people might join the game? How much more this game is going to be talked about? Like, if the Bills offense just gets a chance to come out and match it. And I understand that's like semantics and it's not yeah how the rules are set up. But I, I think it's, you know, when, when they get together and talk about, you know, what's a catch? Did he maintain possession? I, I think overtime rules are something that needs a hard look at. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not saying that those rules, and I know you're not saying this either, but I know those rules aren't the reason why the Bills lost the game. And it is what it is, you know? It As much as I hate to say that because it's like the ultimate palms to the hand you know a palms to the air kind of thing it's like i i would have loved to see if josh allen actually no i know 
well, I can't say that definitively, but I, f- I have a good feeling that Josh and the Bills offense could have kept that kept that thing churning because they were hitting their stride. It, it was like their offense was inevitable at that point, especially on the money downs. And it's just a shame. I, I really, and I'm not just, you know, you know, let's take a step back outside of this game. Multiple games outside of this this year that went to overtime that got ended because the first team who gets the football first, quite literally because of chance, scores a touchdown. The other, the losing team doesn't get the opportunity, and I'm not so sure that's fair. And I, that's not what this we're we're, we're going to focus this podcast around. But I really do like how I don't know if it's like this anymore, but in college rules, how they let you trade blows starting from the off or your opponent's 25 yard lines and you just kind of keep going and going and going until it's over. That is cool. I like that. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how Travis Kelsey's caught that eight yard touchdown on Matt Milano. And it's not really, it is what it is, but I, I just felt like our defense was kind of, winded at that point not much we could do but we're gonna oh you want to say something before we go on a break uh no you can take us into the break it kind of just echoing what you said but yeah yeah all right well we're gonna take a quick break uh stick around because we're gonna talk about the second half of this episode which uh should be very important and then uh we'll get back to you after that hey this is bill's vader now back to the show Welcome back, everyone. We're going to wrap up this episode by uh, finishing up our last two segments. Here is the third one. And, Justin, you have no idea what I had planned for this episode. Everything's so raw. <laughs> and it's... Um, I I tweeted this out because I truly feel like this is the second time we've seen it. And I'm not saying two times is enough to start a trend, but the Bills were just so hell-bent on their game script like hey we got to run the ball we got to keep running the ball keep running the ball keep running the ball and it it actually took them midway through the third before they were like okay we got to switch something up let's you know start tossing the football but let's not take the ball out of our best player's hands, <laughs> you know, because that's what was happening. And the only other game that I can think that they were so hell bent on their game script that it almost hurt them was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And that first, first time they were like, all right, just air it out, air it out, abandon the run. And then he saw in the second half, they went back to it and it opened the run a little bit. So what I tweeted out was, Sometimes I feel like the Bills try to establish the run in order to open up passing lanes. And I understand recently the Bills have been a good rushing offense, but they're a way better passing offense than rushing. So why not open up the rushing lanes by passing it first? We have... Very good wide receivers. And the band's probably breaking up a little bit in this offseason, so we might not have this star-studded wide receiver group moving forward. And it it's just 
I say this to just bring everything back home is that I feel like the Bills' offensive adjustments and original game plan, yes, although it worked on the first drive, just kind of lacked creativity. And Brian Dable definitely deserves some criticism here because, you know, right off the bat in the second in the second half, it's three runs and you're out. Why? Yeah, I, I think Why? the Bills. I think the Bills started out with some success on the run game, and it was like, oh shit, this is working. Let's keep doing this. Um, but I think this is kind of like the the chess match of that scripted first twenty plays, um, where the Chiefs kind of saw what we were trying to do, and they made adjustments to that. And like, yeah, we countered, but we kind of we count we countered later than they did, and. And then towards the end of the game, I just I feel like the last couple drives, Josh Allen was already kind of doing everything. And then it was like third and six. Well, let's call another quarterback run. Josh is doing everything. And there was a point where I looked at the TV and I was like, if I was Josh Allen right now, like I'd be gassed and like I'd need a break on the sideline. And then they like panned to his face and he was like panting. And I think I texted you like I'm grateful for the two minute warning right now because I feel like Josh needs to catch his breath and I, I I'm all for putting the ball into Josh's hands and and letting him be the guy that wins the game um, but I also think like there's this there's a certain balance you have to strike between like running when you have to and also letting him have his composure back there to work the pocket um, because the passing game was working. Um, to your point with the running game, Singletary started out stupid hot. He was he was involved in the running game, the passing game, and and he had a great start. And then they kind of adjusted to that, like, oh, okay, Singletary is going to be a focal point for them. And then they kind of neutralized it. And after they neutralized it, it was something that we were just like, okay, well, maybe that was a mistake that they neutralized. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> we're just going to keep doing it. And, and it didn't work, and we did pivot, but it was we pivoted too late. And it's just something that, like, that, that's kind of part of the reason we, why we got behind the eight ball in the game and getting back into the game to, to take the lead was kind of miraculous. You want to hear stats? Give me some stats. You know I love stats. Singletary stats. They're not good. Singletary carried the ball 10 times for 26 yards, one touchdown. His longest run was seven yards. Singletary caught the ball four times for 25 yards off five targets. And we all know one of those catches severely hurt the Bills, but if, you know, it is what it is because the Bills ended up scoring a touchdown on that. The team's leading rusher, no surprise here, Josh Allen, 11 carries, 68 yards, 14 yards uh, was long. It's clear what you, this just said, this kind of supports what your claim was that they eventually neutralized the run game, at least from Singletary's standpoint. And. At that at that point, like <laughs> it's time to 
put put some air in the ball. Do something a little more creative than that. And I feel like once they were, once they caught on to that, rather, it was a little too late. Because if they were able to do this earlier, who knows how this game ends up. Josh Allen, the offense, went in. Gabriel Davis, eight catches, 201 yards, four touchdowns. Like, are you kidding me? Keep this team is wide receiver centric. Tyron Matthew went down. DeAndre Baker was in the game for a couple of snaps. What? And you want to hand the ball off three times in a row to start off the second half? I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And I know I'm in my feels right now, so I can't really be too upset. It's just... I love this team. I really do. And I know at the end of the day... It is what it is. It will be fine. I'm not, I refuse to let this game truly infuriate me down to my core. It is upsetting, but after this, I plan on having you come over to my neck of the woods, and we're going to go eat some chicken wings, whether you like it or not. Maybe a sweet potato. Maybe a, No, 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 no. <laughs> and that brings us to our last quarter of uh, our, our last segment here, and that's the window. Josh Allen is going into, what, his fifth year? Not mistaken. I might be wrong. But there's this idea that, you know, once you get a rookie quarterback that and things work out, there's, like, this window that you have to strike. And, and if you don't hit it, or it's not like if you don't hit it, but it's, you're most likely to get franchise success when you hit within this window because after that big contracts kind of come in and then you know it's it makes it that much harder to win. So Justin, I'm going to read you the Bills cap hit or I guess adjusted salary cap um right now and where do you think it currently is oh are we doing league rankings uh just in general uh it's it's not great um oh i'd say we're in the bottom like 10 of the league um probably something like 10 million to play with i i believe so my computer's kind of bugging out on me, so please forgive me. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Buffalo Bills are 23rd. Okay, I was going to say 26, so. They have about $10.9 million. And this is, this is where things get real interesting. And you know what sucks? is that the Kansas City Chiefs are 17th. So they have more cap space than the Bills. And 
that really, really, really pains me to say. Um, yeah, that just, that sucks. <laughs> the highest caps hit, cap hits right now are, I guess, let me, let me change this to 2022. That's what we want, 2022, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, because Josh Ann will play under his fifth-year option next year. It's Diggs at 18, Trey at 16, Josh Allen at 16, Deion Dawkins at 12, Tremaine Edmonds at 12, Mitch Morse at 11, Jordan Porter at 10, Matt Milano 10, Micah Hyde at 9.7, Star Lutule, you know, 9. So I, I think the Bills can save like $7.7 .7 million if they cut him. So I'm not saying, not, you know, forecasting anything, but uh, I don't think he's coming back. Oof. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's, there's a, the window is getting smaller. The Bills don't have a lot of money to throw around. And after watching this game, Justin, where do you think the Bills need to address what, what, like what position group needs to get addressed the most right now? Because I have a couple of thoughts in my mind, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still scarred and I'm just or scarred from that game, and I'm just I can't think straight. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is a really fun, fun question leading into the off season of of things that we're going to talk about for like the next four or five months. Um, some of the aging veterans, you know, I know I know it's your guy right there, Jerry. Who's your daddy? Um, what are we doing with him? Uh, a guy like Vernon Butler. You already mentioned Starla Tulele. Um, Vernon Butler was a healthy scratch today, too. Yeah. He was the reason why we didn't win. No. Get him out. <laughs> That's it. Um, but, yeah, I, one of the things about having this organization is, yes, we're in, we're in a bad shape on salary cap as it stands right now. Um, but we, we do have the benefit that a lot of teams don't have of Brandon Bean and just kind of looking back to off, last off season of like the whole debate was, would you rather keep Daryl Williams or Matt Milano? Because there was like no conceivable way that we would keep both. Right. But we did uh, it. And not only did we keep both for better or for worse, we were able to keep Feliciano, you know, we still added pieces and whatnot. Um, so, when you start playing with the salary cap the right way, it's it's very flexible and you know, you can move around some signing bonuses and kick some money down the road and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And when I start looking at that the the rookie window, um, I look at a team like the Rams of I don't think by any stretch of the means they should be, you know, like the pillar of what people should be doing in the NFL. But the past two seasons, the Rams have basically shown that, like, the salary cap is kind of a loose construct of lies. Of you know, they no, have, it is a very real thing. They just said we'll make it. We'll we'll, we'll kick the can down the road. Yeah, Eventually, they, it will catch up. <laughs> yeah, they played with it, and they're going to have to pay the piper at some point. But you're talking, you know, maybe four four, four or five years down the line. Um, so I I think there is some room to play with there. Um, the, the thing for me this year is how do we start looking at the free agents that we have? Um, you know, you're talking Edmonds, Levi Wallace, um, McKenzie's up, you know, how much, 
how much do we want to look at changing the team versus bringing the band back together again? Um, mm-hmm. Because we did that this year, and you know, mixed results. You know, we we fall short of where we were last year, but to me, kind of essentially in the same spot. You you've lost to the Chiefs. It was just it was a game earlier. Um, I think there's there's some retooling to do here, but I think we're also in a position where when you start looking at the draft for so many years, we were we were looking at accumulating as many picks as you can um, mm-hmm. to to round out positions and depth and whatnot. And for the most part, that's in place with this team. Um, so maybe we see a little bit of a mind shift, uh, mindset shift with Brandon Bean of. Maybe we package up some of these picks and have fewer picks that can make impacts. Um, also looking at you know some of the younger players developing, taking that next step forward, looking at Greg Rousseau, mm-hmm. Boogie Basham. Um, so I it's an it's a really disappointing feeling right now and it's it's hard to go right to looking towards the future, but I don't think the window is closing anytime soon. And then when you talk about having Josh Allen as your quarterback, that true elite top five talent, you know, hard on his sleeve kind of guy, you know, it's definitely not closed. It's a jar. Right. And, and if you have to start rotating in receivers and whatnot, you know, um, imagine maybe next year you put Gabe Davis into a bigger role and, and bring in some other Mm -hmm. third and fourth receivers. Josh Allen's going to elevate the talent around him and, I think this was a big year for Josh Allen to to prove that he was the guy that will elevate the talent around him. Yeah, and I guess that just brings us to our final thoughts here in that if he kind of stuck with us through this, I guess, almost uh, one year now, right, Justin? We're, we're about to into the one-year mark into us podcasting eventually that uh, I want to say thank you for listening and following us even though we're clearly not experts we're just some average joes and that's what we've always done we don't claim to be experts but uh i think i speak for both of us when i say we sympathize with how you're feeling right now but let's not think of the worst right because this definitely could have been much worse we could have been bounced out of the uh, and you know we could have been one and done the Patriots could have got us, and this team has a lot of upside moving forward. We have the talent, the front office, even though, you know, Joe Shane is going to the Giants, but we have proven, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have proven over these over their regime that they know what they're doing. Think about how bad this team was run on and off the field before they got here. I'm not saying that this offseason sucks, that it started prematurely, but hey, if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's going to end in disappointment. What you're feeling, that is fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a hard one right now, but to what you mentioned, you know, we have the organization in place, and for where we were to where we've come from, you know, you're talking playoffs four out of five years, AFC championship game last year, and pun fully intended, this game literally could have come come down to a coin flip of it 
it may I'm have. I'm not going to say it, but it may have. I, yeah. I, yeah, so, I, I mean, you're, you're hanging right in there with a team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year, won a Super Bowl two years ago, you know, you're right there on the right path and you're, you're just scratching at the edges and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're talking almost 20 years of me feeling the same way about today's loss as that final nail in the coffin of being eliminated officially from the, in the hunt graphic. Oh, um, <laughs> so I, it's hard right now, but I try to stay measured of like, where we are now from where we were and mm-hmm. in perspective it's a pretty quick turnaround to pretty quick turnaround to have to feel this level of disappointment versus what we were feeling um yeah. so all the love to my bills team um the future still looks bright to me i, I don't think this is like an organization like houston a couple of years ago where you're like right on the fringe and then you just implode yeah, I think we have the right pieces in place. We're going to lose some people from the front office. We'll probably lose a couple coordinators. Um, but I, I, I feel very confident with the organi- organization going forward of replacing those pieces and be, being able to move forward and, and build a team. And we'll be right back here next year. Yeah, adapt and grow and uh, we'll, we'll be okay. Well... In other news, the last thing we got to talk about is that moving forward, uh, since we usually do preview games on Thursdays, we're not going to be doing that because <laughs> the season's over. But, uh, you know, you can catch Justin and I on our Monday releases. So we'll probably start things off with the position review, just like we've done uh, when we first started this podcast. And, uh, should be a fun time going through this off season. If you're looking to join our podcast, obviously reach out to us. At, you know, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms by searching up the Water Buffalo Podcast. The off season, although it does suck getting here and without you know the Lombardi Trophy, it, it is fun to just kind of like think about what we could do or predict and forecast all that stuff. But uh, I don't know. It, there is a there is a nice feeling to it, and if the, you if you're gonna take anything away from going into it, <laughs> yeah, like Andrew mentioned, um, just because the season's ending right now, there's no off season in football. We're gonna we're gonna keep bringing shows uh, every Monday. Uh, we're gonna talk about you know off season evaluations, free agency. Um, People were watching in the draft. We're going to cover the draft. Um, so mm-hmm. stick around. We're going to be here all off season, and then uh, going into next season as well. Right. So for Justin and me, thank you for listening to the regular season episodes of the Water and Buffalo podcast, a show here on the Built in Buffalo Network. You can find him, Justin, at jgods22, and you can find me on social media platforms by searching up Two Changs. You can see our you know handles right there right underneath our faces but uh again thank you for sticking around don't worry keep your chin up i'll never forget that one time when i went to cleveland and we lost to the browns and i had my head down and this guy who i didn't even know walked up to me and was like hey man keep your chin up brighter brighter like things are in the future and if there's anything i can share with you right now is that it could be much worse, and the future is still bright for this team. So keep your head up. 
go home, pet your dog or cat, or if you don't have animals, get one. <laughs> yeah, get one or like pet yourself, <laughs> you know, stroke your ego. <laughs> uh, just, just, you know, it's fine. It's all good. It's just a game. We'll get to it. We'll get through this together. And then next season, we got plenty, plenty of things to talk about with a lot of upside. So thank you. And uh, we'll catch you next time. And as always, go, go Bills. Bills.